Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the L2 Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Lucas Critelli, and as always, I'm here with Mr. Luca Moya. Right now, he's on mute because he is just dying of laughter at a couple memes we've been sending each other. Luca, how you been, buddy? How's your week oh, been? Bro. <laughs> you don't understand, man. I was dying. I, I, I'm still dying of laughter. For everybody who's watched that Skip Bayless, it's my turn. Meme is just, it gets me every single time. Um, I'm doing good, man. Doing good. Um, I'm excited for this show because we got a lot of things to talk about. And football is less than two months away. So whenever you hear that, it gets me pumped up. So I'm ready. For sure, for sure. But before we get started on all those sports, I saw on your Instagram last night uh, the starting lineup for FC Heavy. Oh, buddy. And I just wanted – I saw Mr. Moya right there, left striker left and uh, left wing. Mm-hmm. How did it go? How was last night? I know you've been wanting me to come out, but I, I, I want something yeah. interesting to happen in that game. You always tell me these, these stories. I want to be part of one of those games. You know what I mean? Well, right now – if we get 10 yellow cards, it's a team fine. I think we're at six in three games. So, yeah. So, right now, how we much got is the fine? 100 bucks for the team. So, it's wow. not, it's not like too crazy because it's like 14, 15 guys, but still, mm-hmm. I don't want to dish out extra cash, you know? So, we'll see what happens. But, yeah, um, you know what? Crazy. We actually lost yesterday, and that's the first time we've lost um, in the two years we've been playing when the full team is there and outdoor. So, something we're not used to, but. Hey, adversity, you know what? We got to bounce back. It's been a rough couple of games. Man, honestly, I'm going to be completely honest with you. We just couldn't score. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. You know what? You've been part of lots of games. When, you know, yeah. when that puck or the ball just doesn't want to go in, it just, <laughs> just doesn't go in. Yeah. So I, I know what you're saying. It, it'll come eventually, though. And it's tough when you're, you're playing, like, in a men's league or in a league like this. You're yeah. like, come on. Like, you just want that like, one goal. One's got to fall. I know. And, and the boys would get going. But, hey, next week, FC Heavy. Uh, we'll be ruined for he- uh, a Thanks. On Come the out, baby. Pod. Nine o'clock, Maple Reservoir. Actually, no, on two weeks. Long weekend this week. You know? Oh, long weekend. You're right. You're right. Yeah. So let's get to the Blue Jays. Uh, they're taking on the Boston Red Sox uh, for the last time this season. And that's a big deal based on what is happening in the division. Uh, it's a four game set. Luca, importance of this series for the Jays to mm-hmm. at least take two or three of these. Yeah, they have to. Um, this is, I'm not going to say it's make or break because baseball is so many games, but we can only keep saying that for so long because eventually these games are going to get, you know, it's shorter and shorter and we're getting closer to October and they need to start picking it up now. Like the inconsistency, it needs to stop. They keep losing games in one inning and they have to play a full nine. So hopefully against the Red Sox who have been red hot, you know, they, they've been the best team, and you can make a case in the AL. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, their record definitely shows it. So I just think that they got to put a couple wins together here against them because like, there's still four games back of this wild yeah. card. Like, they keep getting close to two and a half. You think there's, you know, there's something coming, and they'll lose another two. We've been saying it for so long. Like, consistency needs to happen Mm-hmm. They got a pretty tough draw because their division is crazy. Like it's it's a very yeah. very good division. But in the Yankees that we were talking about two weeks ago, like they've caught up to us now. Like they're ahead of us. Just can't let that happen. Oakland, Seattle, 
you know, the Yankees, like those are the, those are the teams that are going to be fighting for the last card. I think the Rays or the Sox are going to get it, but the time is now, man. Like no more joking around. Like it has to happen. It has to happen. Cause this is a, this is a make or break month as we come to the end of July. And I just want to correct that we, the Jays do versus Boston one more time. I'm actually going to one of those games with Mr. Andrew Nopolis on a Friday night. Are you? Um, so Boston, yeah, when the Jays oh, that's come fired back. Home, up. That's so it's going to be sick. We tried to get to the, the one where they come back this Friday, but those tickets went uh, really, really quick. So oh, yeah. I'm looking at the schedule here. And after this Boston series, we have the Jays take on K- Kansas City, which are last place in the AL Central. Then they got Cleveland who are, again, not right behind the, them. Right behind them. Then yeah. you got Boston again. You have the Angels, a doubleheader against the Angels. You got Seattle, who, again, winnable games. Detroit, uh, the White Sox, uh, we fared against uh, well earlier in the season. You got Detroit again. You got Baltimore. So this month of August is going to be huge for the Toronto Blue Jays. You have winnable games, series where you can take two, three games take sweeps and that's where you're going to have to make up your ground against the Boston and Tampa Bay Rays. Um, I think right now it, it, it might be out of reach, but that wild card, if you got to stick within that four games, if you get anywhere in the six, seven games, uh, I don't think this Jays team is going to make the playoffs and something that might rejuvenate them is what we just said. They're going home on Friday. They will be playing games in the Rogers center in front of their hometown fans what changes can you see from the team as a whole? Like, what does this bring to them playing at home in front of 15,000 screaming Blue Jays fans every uh, every time they go uh, at home? I mean, they're, they're young. Like, they're a relatively young team. Um, you know, when the crowd gets into it, you get fired up, emotions are running high, adrenaline's high, obviously. And now being at home, I think, I never gave him a pass. You know that. Like I, I've never given him a pass. You've come on and said, you know, you know, let's see what happens when they play at home. They need to show now, like, okay, listen, like they're at home now. There's no excuses. It's strictly business because four of the teams that you listed there, or three, Angels, Indians, Mariners, all in the wild card race. Every single one of those teams. So not still only, winnable games. Yes, that exactly. Yes, they're winnable games. So not only are you making up ground, you're hurting the other teams behind you. So these are like what we said at the start of the year that, uh, in hockey. They're four point games. These are two like games in the win column, basically. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm trying to say. So yeah. this is this is massive. Being at home should help. There's no excuses now. Like they're back at home. Right? Okay, whatever. They gotta you know get their feet wet. But no, they're they're professional baseball players. They're playing in the Rogers Center. Um, this is the time to do it. A huge month. This is gonna make or break the year. Yeah, and we've been complaining about the pitching all season. Uh, but you got again, like you haven't cut a lot of the Blue Jays slack. But like no. I'm trying to find some slack to cut them. Uh, the pitchers have been they've been pitching in AAA single a ballparks like out there in florida you hit a, a deep fly ball that wind is just going to take it and some fly balls you see in a major league park are home runs in dunedin and in buffalo so again that could affect the stats and how the pitchers like uh perform on every any given night having them back in their home ballpark pitching pre- every night in a major league park i think is going to change um trade deadlines on friday do you see them like 
I, yeah, I know. Me, I know. It's, it's so tough because like they're on the cusp of like, this is the time to go for it. And let's, how about we wait maybe till next year? You know what I mean? Like, don't, yeah. the only thing I can see them doing is getting another bullpen arm and another uh, starting rotation guy with term. If they get a rental this season, I, I will, cause it's going to cost a lot. They need to find some guy, two guys with term pitchers. I think their lineup is set one to nine, but you need another guy in your bullpen and you need another guy in your rotation. And they keep saying Craig Kimbrell, but like Craig Kimbrell is not, uh, can only come in in one situation. And that's if you're winning the game, you know what I mean? So I think you need another seven, eight guy who you're going to bring in in a high leverage situation uh, to get that out. And I think Jordan Romano, he's had his struggles, but if he can find something and if he can get in a groove, he is a lockdown closer. And I think he can get that job done in the ninth inning. I still think they need an eighth or seventh in, inning guy and another three, four in their rotation. Cause I Ross Stripling, he's been up and down. I, I just don't trust him in a, in a playoff game. Yeah, like there's Kyle Gibson of Texas. He's on the block, mm-hmm. 286, 90 strikeouts. He's having a good year. Again, <laughs> can he have a good year for Toronto? Like every time yeah. they acquire somebody <laughs> other than David Price, it doesn't really turn out too well. Interesting name. This is a complete long shot, and I don't want to have to give up too much. But Scherzer's on the block. <laughs> but he's a rental. But I know he- – <sighs> But if they got Max Scherzer, man, like, I just feel like, I don't know. Listen, I don't think it's right now the way the team's constructed. Like, I don't know if Scherzer would be that guy that just, okay, like solidified World Series contenders the way they're playing. Mm-hmm. Because Scherzer can do amazing. And then the pen can come in and blow it in the eighth. Like, we've exactly. seen that. And that's what we've been talking about. So, again, bullpen guy, like you said. Like, I think Mateo said it with Rodriguez and the Pirates. That would be a pretty yeah. good pickup for them if they don't have to give up too much. Scherzer's, I'm just saying this because I just, you know, he's my favorite yeah, It would be. It Why would not? Be cool. <laughs> but who would they have to give up? And, and I, I'm not willing to give up. Or, I mean, I don't think the Jays would be willing to give up huge pieces for a rental guy when they've seen inconsistency all year. And really, the starting rotation is not that big of the problem. Mm-hmm. It could be better, of course, but it's really the pen. Like, it's really yeah. the bullpen. Like, is Nate Pearson going to come back? Like, and if he does, stick him in the pen. Barucky, yeah. stick him in the pen. Like, these are two guys. Like, these are huge guys. We're big fans of them. Stick them in the pen. See what happens if they come back. I don't know. Injuries happen all the time. But, like, they got to figure something out because this team is too talented to miss out. Yeah. I just think, for me, I'm really getting impatient with the whole Nate Pearson conversation. And Brucky, yeah, yeah. Brucky last night uh, against the Mets, he, he he blew the game for them. But Brucky, before his injury this season, was one of our best high-leverage mm-hmm. guys in the pin. Uh, lefty, he can throw. He throws 95, 96. He's got a wipeout slider. Like, I'm not worried about him. He's going to find his group. He just got off the IL. Give him some time. He's still got two months and a playoff run. I know it's got to come quick because we need to win some games, but I digress. With the whole Nate Pearson situation, a lot of the experts saying, like, throw him in the pin. Don't throw him in the pin. I say don't. Leave him in AAA. Like, this season shouldn't be Nate uh, Nate Pearson's. We shouldn't see him up with the Blue Jays. 
Because what if he comes in seventh, eighth inning and gets rocked? That's his confidence just getting lower and lower and lower. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just I just think like he's at such a fragile state as such like a young pitcher in the league who still hasn't found like that groove or that potential that the Blue Jays have saw in him and that many major league baseball experts have seen in him. And if he gets has a couple bad outings out of the out of the pin, that could just ruin anything that the Blue Jays hope that they're building up with him in AAA. So I just say leave him and maybe next year in spring training, he finds something, he plays winter ball and we can have Nate Pearson as one of our starting five. We'll see. I don't know where this team's headed anymore. <laughs> I'll be it's honest. up and down. It literally yeah, is. The lineup's great, but I mean, when they score five runs, they let up six. When they don't allow a run, they score nine. Hits. Yeah. So, <laughs> so it, <laughs> it's just it, never it, clicking at the same time. Never except for clicking at the same time. That was the only series where I was like, okay, here we go. They're also the worst team in the league. So, yeah. One so of the worst. We expect 10 runs yeah. put up on the board. I am. Yeah, I might hope so. Last thing on the Jays, Luca, George Springer made his uh, return to the leadoff spot in that Met series. Mm-hmm. And obviously hits a leadoff home run, makes an outstanding, probably catch of the year candidate in center field. Was it a big deal to you that he was hitting fourth, fifth in the lineup coming back from injury? Uh, not, not really, um, because this lineup is so good. You can kind of slot it anywhere. That's like, that's the luxury of having like such talent up and down the lineup. Um, do I want to see him hit lead off? Yeah, sure. Now you, I think he's, you know, he's warmed up. He's, he's, you know, off that injury for a couple of weeks now. Like I, I think now we could say, okay, you could put him in the leadoff spot mm-hmm. or even number two um, and, and see what happens. I, I, I do think that, and you know, it gives Vladdy more chances <laughs> at an yeah. RBI. So if that, if that's what we're going with, Springer's been lead off his whole career almost, and he won a World Series MVP as leading off. So why not? I mean, putting him at fifth to six, I, I understand it. But now, okay, let, let's relax. Let, let, let's put him where he belongs, the reason you signed him, and let's go forward. I totally agree. I, I understood it at the time when Simeon was just knocking the laces off the ball, and you really just didn't want to affect that one, two, three punch of, of Simeon, uh, Bichette, and Vladdy. Yeah. And now that Simeon is kind of cooled down, he's on a one-year contract. Like this is your guy. You gave uh, the record setting deal to of your franchise for, for X amount of years. He's a leadoff hitter, Luca. And he proved it in his return. It hits a leadoff home run. Yeah. Uh, I saw Vladdy hitting second in the lineup. I think I like him at second. Josh Donaldson was our best hitter and he always hit second. You still have Bo who's a capable guy who can get hits like he get more like he doesn't have to hit the home run ball, but if he can get hit singles, doubles, that's happy for me because you have Teoscar Hernandez right behind him at number four, or Semyon at, n- at number four, uh, cashing him in. Who guys who can hit the long ball really well? What so, a lineup! What, what a lineup! What a one through. We're back. Like our lineup is back. Like we we always throw it back to that 2015 team. Yeah, yeah. Uh, ben Revere, Josh Donaldson, Jose Bautista, Edwin Encarnacion, Troy Tulowitzki. Uh, Kevin Pillar, who was an okay hitter. And then Russell Bello. Martin, Killis Cole Bellow <laughs> hitting 300. Yeah. That team was that now, team. Now, before we move on, does it concern you that it's very uh, heavy right-handed batters? Corey Dickerson 
will be starting a rehab stint uh, very, very soon. He got uh, Kevin But again, like the top five is all righties. Like, does that does that concern you? Look, uh, our, the Blue Jays... Even top six, been, if you want to put Gurion. The Blue Jays have always been righty heavy, even with yeah, the 2015 team. Batista, yeah. Donaldson, Edwin. Tool- but Revere was... Ele- I'm just saying, because Revere was a yeah, lefty. Yeah, but Revere was there for half a year. Oh, and he was the greatest pickup ever. Greatest <laughs> pickup unbelievable. ever. Unbelievable. What a pickup. Uh, you said at the top of the show, Luca, the NFL, two months yes. away. Training camp starts today. Some of the teams going back. Some of the teams going back to training camp in a couple of days. A lot of the things happening around the NFL, uh, I just want to touch on. First of all, just announced today, Aaron Rodgers uh, is going back to Green Bay. Uh, deals the supposedly last in the works. Um, okay, this is what I think, like, and that he was the meme out. we were watching. That is why yeah. I was laughing because it was Jordan Love, Aaron Rodgers singing. You said it was he my turn. He is going in. I'm telling you, Luca. He's going to go in under center first game of the year and just throw three picks. You think? He's not going to be. You, do you think he's going to just like show up the management? Like, I don't know what deal they're making. But, like, I doubt that's like, I guess, throwing games and stuff like that. I doubt he would do that as a competitor, but it would just be so funny if he just gave the middle finger right to the green to, <laughs> to Matt LaFleur in the Green Bay yeah. front office and be like, I'm out of here next year. Like, yeah, then like, he's Paul Crew and he's and he's playing for the uh, for the, the, the prisoners over there in the longest yard. <laughs> Paul Crew. <laughs> if he's gonna throw away the games, exactly, exactly. No, but uh, where do you see him going? Like, like after this like i think he's done in group a after this year i think he's just gonna play you know him and Devontae adams post that last dance picture yeah it's done that. after it's done after this year and so green bay fans you better better enjoy it um, bundle down the hatches because you're yeah. going into a rebuild Devontae and Adams. i, I really good. hope it's not like the messy situation where he stays another year and he stays like just go yeah, we've been through this all like this whole NFL offseason of him. He wants yeah. out. He wants out. They offered him this. They offered him that. Like, just leave, man. Just leave. But yeah, that's it. Like his his contract ends. Don't go back. Done. Yeah, they're done after the year. So I think they're they're gone after this year. Where they're going, I have no idea. But I mean, I, I just think he's gonna ball out and just be like, enjoy it. Enjoy it. Win another MVP. Yeah, win another MVP, do what he's got to do, and enjoy, and uh, you know, stick it to management, saying you know you should treat me better all these years. So, mm-hmm. um, see what you want. You know, you could say that he complains a lot, which I'm not going to argue against that. But at the same time, he's also one of the best quarterbacks we've seen in this generation. So, uh, you got to respect him, and wherever he goes, he goes because he's going to make that team an instant Super Bowl contender. Yeah. And uh, finally, uh, Tom Brady's been all over social media oh, yeah. the, He's the just past a- week with the rings, uh, that ring post, like um, mm-hmm. how or when he it was like his like debut with the Patriots, like how it's going now, and he's got seven rings on his finger. Um, and then that one last night, if you saw him throw it into the into the the ball machine, the doctored video of that. <laughs> Like, wasn't doctored. Come on, Luca. <laughs> you and me have both edited a lot of things in our day. You could see the little the little cuts there, and the, like it was reversed and all that. Come on, you, you nah, really think you could do I, that? I, I I do think he could do that. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I think, forgot. 
I think you think he could do that too. I mean, I don't know if he did it <laughs> three times in a row. <laughs> but I mean, wouldn't put it past them. I don't know. Whoever's running a social media account is just they're genius. Geniuses. Like, just, just geniuses. They're just fantastic. Um, but yeah, he's looking ready. He's gonna do it again. And he's and gonna I'm gonna be sitting um, he's gonna do it again. And we're gonna be sitting here in February, L2 Sports, year two after you know, season five after we stop and all that. And it's gonna be Tom Brady does it again. What are your thoughts? <laughs> I have like like I just can't see any like you just can't bet Chiefs. against him. And if you, you can't want bet to against see the Chiefs, Chiefs are making the championship them. game. And if anybody has a problem, go listen to cover four. I give my whole in-depth analysis on why that won't happen. They won't make the AFC Championship game. The Bucs are going to be back. The Bucs are going to go back. Like, the They're Saints are out of it. Saints you might have Green Bay to contend with it again, and they 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 handled well, no. Green Bay Aaron easily Rogers last season. Throw, he's going to throw the game in the wild card game. So <laughs> 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 They're not going to go for it on fourth down again. And, uh, and he's well, They're going to go for it this time, and he's going to throw a pick. Throw a it. pick. Yeah. <laughs> So we're uh, we're okay. Maybe the Rams, the Rams have a very good team, or if Justin Fields in Chicago, if they uh, pick it up, I don't know. It's it, it's going to be a really really fun season. San Francisco's back; they're all healthy. Yep. So, so it, we'll see, uh, but I, I really do. I, I can't bet against Tom Brady. I'm sorry. Yeah, you just can't. You did it once. Don't do it again. You did Actually, it once. Done it don't multiple do it again. times. I've done it multiple times. So like, don't do it. Just don't. Do just. But what if I bet with him and then he loses? You know what I mean. First time for everything, right? First time for everything, exactly. Okay, I mean, the guy's forty-three. Cut him some slack. Forty-four in a month, <laughs> <laughs> and he's gonna win another Super Bowl. Um, <laughs> NHL free agency is like going off the hook. Last weekend, a lot yeah. of big names signed. Uh, first, Zach Hyman, uh, free agency kicks off on Wednesday. Like that's when uh, the gates, the floodgates open. Hyman, uh, we're hearing 5.5 over seven years to Edmonton because the Leafs, uh, uh, they can't agree on a draft pick for the sign and trade with Edmonton. They, I, I think they want like a, a third or fourth for Hyman and Edmonton's only willing to give up maybe a seventh. So Kyle Dubas isn't budging on that. Um, your Boston Bruins, Taylor Hall, six years, uh, six million over four yeah. years uh, to Boston. Thoughts on that, Luca? Great, great yeah, again, just, just great contract. You have Taylor <laughs> I mean, Hall in your second yeah. line for six million dollars. I mean, it's just um, what, are you, what are you gonna do at this point? I mean, I, I'm used to it. I expect good management. Take this in. I don't know how you feel about this. I don't mean to put salt in the wound. I don't know if I brought this up last week, but I no, I, I didn't because Hall wasn't signed. Hall and Carlo combined make less than Marner. How do you feel about that? Luca, after we get through all these free agents, I, like all day, I've been just, I have this take that I want to throw at you and I want to get. Throw it at me now. Okay. So I'm here. So if you remember back in 2018 and Nick Kiprios on, on the fan today, he, he, he brought it up and I was like, oh, wow. Like, like I forgot about that. Brendan Shanahan, like said in an interview back in 2018, before all these guys were signed, uh, the players, like the Leafs top guys should take less money so they can build around, uh, yeah build a team that's what they did when they were in Detroit winning all those cups with Brendan Shanahan Steve Eisman Nick Lidstrom all these guys yeah, yeah. and look at the success they had then Austin Matthews chimes in again he's like that's what agents are for they deal with all that and we will go on the ice fast forward to 2021 Austin Matthews is making 11.4 million 6 million whatever it is Mitch Marner's making 10.93 John <laughs> Tavares is making 11 million dollars and 
William Nylander is making 6.7, which allocates to half of the cap right now as we speak. How the heck are we supposed to build a competent Stanley Cup winning team when four guys allocate half of the cup? And it, it just every day, Luca, it's just eating me. It eats me away. And I just keep thinking about it and thinking about it. And I, I was having this conversation with my buddy, Lucas. He, like, do you think the Toronto Maple Leafs made a mistake going with Kyle Dubas as their GM? Or should they have stuck with, with Lou Lamorello, the more, like, ex- one of the most experienced GMs in the league? And because I just feel like Kyle Dubas, like, he, he let's, hear me out. He, he doesn't budge on his players. You know what I mean? Like, William Neal Ender held out and he got 6.7. At the time, it was, we're like, holy crap, why does he make this much? But now in 2021, yeah, yeah. it's like, okay, he makes 6.7. I'm happy Not with bad. that. Not Mitch bad. Marner uh, is now making $11 million when he should, Nikita Kucherov, the best player in the league, only makes eight. Like, you know what I mean? One of the like, best, yeah. Like, he's making way more than a lot of guys who should be making more than Mitch Marner is making $10 million because again, he, they paid him a lot of money. Uh, I can't argue with John Tavares's deal. Like he, he went through it with the Islanders. Like he, he deserved yeah. to get paid at that point in his career. And he wanted to go. I, I do think though, should have took I don't the hometown think, discount, but it's okay. No, I, I, it's not even that. I, I, I don't see them asking, but it's kind of like if they do ask JT to take a discount now, like a pay cut, he'd do it. I think I he think, would do it. I'm not talking 11 to 6 mil here. No, I'm talking maybe 11, 11 to 9.5. Yeah, yeah, 9, 9.5. He would do it. But if he does it, you better believe the other, the well, other listen, guys are going to Wait, let me get to this, to this point. And it, and it goes back to this Hyman, this Hyman contract and this Hyman negotiation. You see Austin Matthews get 11 million. You see uh, Mitch Marner get 10 million. All these guys holding out to get big money. What do you think Hyman's going to do? And, 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 and you guys are calling me bogus. He's like, he's never going to make 6 million. Why is he asking for that much? He's not that type of player. Why wouldn't he ask for that much? Uh, all these guys are getting this kind of money. What about Morgan Riley next year when his contract's up and, and he's asking for $7 million? The Leafs can't do that. The Leafs can't do well, that. The problem is that they have strapped into they're the- strapped, and uh, the pandemic really screwed it for yes. for Kyle Dubas's plan. If the no pandemic in a world where there was no pandemic, uh, the cap probably would have been around ninety million, uh, ninety-two million dollars by now. You know what I mean? Like it would have gone up and up every year. What is it right now? Sorry, it's like eighty-five. 85, yeah, okay. 85 or something like that. Yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. flat, but it's going to stay like that for the next five years. And you see all these teams dumping contracts on Arizona because they got to clear, <laughs> they got to clear the cap and Arizona's giving them nothing. And they're getting everything draft picks, cost to spare. All yeah, these guys yeah. are coming to Arizona because they, uh, they have these cap rules that they can take on all this cap. So I like also back to the Dubas thing, like, he signed Andreas Janssen to $3 million. Where's Andreas Janssen now? Never liked him. He signed Kasperi Kapanen to, to $3 million. Where's he now? Oh, that's a pretty good, honestly. I don't mind it. Uh, with Malkin. $2 million, now, yeah, he's playing with Malkin. 
You know what I mean? But having Kasperi Cabin on your third line making three million dollars is on the Leafs is not the production the that Leafs. we got on the production that we got from him for three million dollars. I just don't think it is like even Janssen. Janssen got three million dollars because he was playing next to Matthews the whole the, the whole time he was with Toronto. Yeah, so that's Janssen, what I'm saying. I think he just like Kyle Dubas was a new GM. He was brought in and he just gave all this money to 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 the big guys and they haven't done anything yet. He's also got. he's also like. Isn't he like younger than JT? Like <laughs> that's what I'm trying to say. Or like, like he's imagine the same. you he think Lou Lamorello would have budged? Lou Lamorello yeah. said, "Okay, fine, I'll build. I'll, I'll find somebody else." We also have to. You also have to take consideration like the players we're talking about here, like Matthews giving him that money. Like Look I can't the Islanders. really. But okay, but the I can't really right complain. Now. I can't complain about the Matthews one because he should. No, see what I you want about either. the player. I'm not saying no. about JT? Matthews. You know? You I can't might complain think about JT. I can't complain about Nylander. I can only complain about Mitch Marner. And, and that's Marner's fault. And 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 a bit ten of million dollars. Like I'm not a great player, ninety point player in an eighty two game season. But sometimes you gotta bite the bullet to build a team. And the when Leafs, they need Marner. goaltending. They need more defense, and they need depth. And you can't figure out. You can't uh, address those three things. With the cap that they're in right now. When you look at Marner, for me, he's not a $10.9, million player. Like, he's just not. Um, but I can't, I, I, I can't say much about Dubas because I thought the team he's put together with the cap that he's had is pretty damn good. Like, it was pretty good. I, I, like, signing Spezza for, what, seven fifty? Like, come on. Simmons, they got the guy that the Leafs wanted, that they needed on. They got a big grit guy that can... He'll stand up for people. Thornton, whatever, at the time, everybody loved it. Brody looked like one of the best signings of the offseason. He was unbelievable. Trades for Jack Campbell. Like, he's done things that I think you need to applaud him for. Yeah, the, the situation with the cap is bad, but I think the way he's rebounded with that by constructing this roster, at some, pl- at some point, you know, the blame has to – and we, we've put multiple episodes and, and takes the blame on the players – Dubas, you could say, isn't really, you know, getting that much heat, but I don't think he should. Like, it's his job to put the team out there. You can say what you want. He put a good team out there, I thought. Nobody thought they should have lost to Montreal. No. If they beat Montreal, we're not having this discussion about Dubas giving Marner a contract. So, no. I'm it, just it, saying, if you want to, right now in this flat cap era of $85 million, and it's going to stay like that for the next five years, Matthew's contract is up in three. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's your guy. You got it. They don't make it out of the first round. I honestly think I I think he's gone. So, and the (laughs) only thing that he can do is what you said, Luca. Sign guys like a Jason Spezza, like a Wayne Simmons to 750k a year deals. We can't find a Barkley Goodrow or a Blake Coleman or like I'm just listening off this the 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 depth that won Tampa Bay the Stanley Cup because that's what you need. Like John Cooper said it today on the radio. He's never seen a Stanley Cup winning team that doesn't have depth. You can't yeah. you can rely on that top those top guys to get you to the playoffs, but those guys in your your bottom six are what's going to win you the Stanley Cup. And that's where we're going to leave it with that. I had to get that off my chest. Yeah, uh, Philly made some moves, Ristolainen and Atkinson Ellis. I think that's a great move for them, especially with how uh, Carter Hart uh, finished off last year. You you bolster that blue line so he can really get his feet back under him and get his confidence back. And, and they gave up Philly- a lot though, man. 
Like, I know they, they gave up a, a lot. They gave up Borchek for Atkinson, which I think was, was yeah, whatever. Yeah, that's okay. Was ever, they gave up Goss to spare <laughs> and picks for nothing. And um, Ristolainen, capable defenseman, and Ryan Ellis, they gave up uh, uh, Nolan Patrick, who really hadn't really done anything for them yeah, uh, yeah. since being drafted. So I, I think Philly, this year you should watch out. They might have a bounce back year. Uh, Sam Reinhardt to Florida and Sam Bennett for uh, four, uh, for 4.4 to the Florida Panthers. They're going to be dangerous this year. I can see them in that three spot in the Atlantic division. Uh, with the moves that they've made this year. And if Bobrovsky can be Bobrovsky, watch out for them because they have a lot of scary players on that team. And Oliver ekman Larson and Garland to Vancouver, good move for them. Uh, but I don't think they're they're going to be uh, pretty scary in the in the Western Conference. Question. Um, Strawman also got dealt to the Coyotes. Yeah, Strawman got to I think that was just cap, cap – uh, yeah, probably. Did you before we wrap this up? Did you hear what Jack Eichel said? No, I didn't. They asked I him see. on the possibility of him ever returning home. Now, keep in mind, listen, <laughs> I'm not saying this just because I'm a Bruins fan. Uh, he said something along the lines of, "You you always love to play for your home team. You know, um, I hope it happens one day. But for right now, we'll see." Do you think Eichel will ever be in a Boston uniform? I could see it. Depends like, on the deal that. But then I was. Well, he's telling... still on a deal right now oh, yeah, with, yeah, yeah. with with Buffalo, yeah. and he would have to get traded to yeah. a team which I don't think Boston is in the running for. But no. like I think when that contract ends, Boston would possibly. Be... But my thing is this: people are like, like I, I know a couple of Bruins fans saying, "Oh, like let's go get Eichel now." Like this is like great, and, and yeah, like you know, you, you want Eichel now, and who you're gonna have to give up? I mean, they rinsed Buffalo for Taylor Hall. I mean. <laughs> There's something else <laughs> they to be did. said. They but did. my thing is, you you bring Eichel back. Eichel and Hall didn't really work in Buffalo. Like, so is that going to work? Because you're not going to bring up the perfection line, right? Like, you're just not going to do but it. But Luca, Bergeron, and Marshawn are yeah, I know. getting to the end of the road. That's what I'm saying. So, no, but, so I think maybe saying, the new perfection line want... might be Hall, Eichel, and Pasternak for the next five, six years. Yes. I, I, I can see exactly what you're saying, but I mean, they're saying, like we need them now. Like Boston needs to, like, you know, we're talking about the Leafs all the time. I just want to put my two cents in Boston. Oh, needs, yeah, for sure. They, listen, Go they, ahead, man. They need, and I, I think you can agree with me, they need to make a push. Like they got to do something because Marshan, Bergeron, all getting old. Those are your key guys. Like you're not going to find guys like this just off the streets. Like, no, they're getting old, just like the Penguins are getting old with Malkin and Crosby and Latang. Like, these are the two teams I look at in the East. They need to start making a push, figure out the cap deal. Rask, if Rask is going to go, he's got to go. If Krejci's got to take a, a, you know, a smaller deal, make him take a smaller deal and go out and get something and go yeah. for it for the next. I totally year. agree. This is it. You're not going to get another chance. You blew it in 2019. <laughs> okay. <laughs> they, they had it on home ice and they lost. Okay. Now this is the time you got two years left with these superstar talent players. This is the time right now. They got to do something right now. Like this, a structure, go all in. I don't care if we're crap for the next 15 years. Right now, we're not going to see another Bergeron Marshall for a long time. Go all for it right now. Hall's a good start. Do whatever you need to do because they've sucked at drafting. So they don't even have prospects to give away. But right now, go for it. Do what you have to do. They're only getting older and they're going to be 
you know, they're probably going to be out of the league in a couple years. Look, so, like this, the scary thing about like your Boston team is that Marshawn and Bergeron are like getting older, but they're still top are, players in the league. Like Marshawn puts going to be doing this. I think probably three, like Marshawn is two, still three max. Two to dude, three they, years. We've been saying that Bo- that Bergeron, like they've been saying Bergeron, Marshawn are too old. Boston's not going to do it. And they just keep coming back. They just keep coming back, putting up 30 goals uh, and 70 points every single year yes, and getting to the second, third round of the playoffs. Take it for granted though. Um, yeah, it's but gonna, I still going to dip eventually. They got to go for it. They yeah, have they got these next two years, especially I would say, I don't think next year, but the year after and the year after that, yeah, you got to make some moves in the off season. It's all in. It's all, all in. in. So getting hold for 6 million is amazing, but you got, anyway, what are you going to do? You, you, you need to get something. <laughs> they have to do it. Like I, I can't it, sit here and watch them just do nothing. Like, and I trust your management. I trust your management. I, I do. I've just been seeing the great deals and the great yeah. trades they've been making. And you just got to put your faith in them to see if they can swindle another team uh, for a top star and pay him $4 million for the next four years and win a, a Stanley cup. And get Marshawn and Bergeron. Uh, Listen, bring Tampa's that not gonna. Yeah, how are you? Tampa's not gonna. Yeah. Tampa's not gonna be the same next year, right? I think, the, I think they're gonna be top Atlantic Division still. Would they lose Yanni okay. Gord? Fine. They That's lost true. Yanni Gord. Oh, but they lost Blake Coleman and Barkley Goodrow. I still think they have the depth in their system to to come up. Yeah. And just just fill in those roles like Sorelli. Um, they still have points, early Palat. Point, Palat. Kalorn, Stamkos, Kucherov, Vasilevsky, yeah. Annette, Hedman, McDonough, uh, Chirnak, uh, Sergachev. Like, I just listed off. <laughs> like, like, all those, I, like, taken, taken. All those guys are under contract for Tampa Bay. No, you see, I, I was, I was going to come on here and say, like, right now, before we wrap up, that, you know, Tampa got worse. You know, Boston's one of the best teams in the East. Then you're listing off the guys they still have, and I'm like, oh, shit. They lost like, Yanni Gord. That's and, – and the two – the Barclay, Goodrow, and, and Thing. That's Coleman. all they lost. And Coleman. It's okay because they'll trade another first at the deadline for Tarasenko or something, and they're going to be right or back they'll just find just they'll just find, like, a guy that no one's heard of and bring him up from their AHL system, and he'll just be a stud like Sorelli. He'll kill penalties. He'll score 20 goals a year. And they'll win another Stanley Cup and be a dynasty because I I can see them top of the Atlantic next year. Easy. John Cooper's uh, best coach in the best coach in the in the NHL right think? now. Yep. Best coach. Him and Barry Trotz. And Bruce Cassidy. Okay, let's go. And Sheldon Keith. Um, <laughs> you want to do the Giannis AD debate? We're at 38 Ooh, minutes. Oh my goodness, I forgot about that. Yeah, quick, quick, quick. Quick, quick, quick. Cheers. Um, so back we've had the, this. Deb- yeah, back to the Luca and Lucas show where we go on for an hour and a half. It's yeah, okay. here we go. We'll go. We'll go forty-five. We got seven minutes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, we've had this debate in the past. Cameron Baines, if you're listening, Bradshaw Furlong, if you're listening, Giannis Antetokounmpo versus Anthony Davis. Who would you want in your lineup? I'll go first. I'm taking Giannis every single day. I don't like Anthony Davis one bit because the guy, first of all, can't stay healthy for the life of him. Next, he's got one championship to his name. That is the only trophy that guy has come home with. Giannis Antetokounmpo, he's got an NBA championship. He's got an uh, NBA Finals MVP. He's got two MVP, two MVPs? Yeah, two. two MVPs. He's got Defensive Player of the Year. He's got All-Star Game MVP. And he played the NBA playoffs third round 
and the finals on a bum knee, dropped 50 in the deciding game, and he stuck with the Bucks because he's a loyal guy. He didn't get a super team to make him a champion. He did it the right way. I respect him that for that. He played through an injury. He played through the tough, because that's what you do in the playoffs. You play through the bumps and bruises and all that stuff, and you go and win a championship. He deserves it more than anybody else. Bradshaw, if you're listening, I'm a Giannis fan now. Anthony Davis, pull my, he pulls his groin. He's out for, for, for 20 games, and you'll never hear the end of him again. They need Kyle Lowry and DeMar DeRozan to, to really make a push in the, NBA, in the NBA playoffs. That's all I have to say. Giannis over AD all day, baby. It's so hard to argue. You can't. I'm sorry. You can't argue it now. Maybe we, because I think you were AD two years ago. I am. And I, I, oh. <laughs> who do I maybe, think is a better I'm not player. saying in the future, I, maybe AD just goes off and, uh, and, and gets all these. When they're other, both but, healthy. Both they're healthy. Who are you taking? Who are you drafting? Who would you draft? I guess, look, Anthony Davis looked more like way better coming out of the draft than Giannis and Teddy Kumpo. But like, Right now on your team, if you could sign one guy, both guys wanted to come to the Luka Moya uh, squad out there in Boston, and you could sign Anthony Davis to a max or Giannis Antetokounmpo to a max, who are you signing right now? Yeah, you know, <laughs> I like certain players, and I don't know, man. I It's really hard for me. I, I still... It's so hard to go against Giannis because of everything he did. But, like, when they're fully healthy and they're both playing ball, like, something about AD, man. It's just something about AD. And I don't know. I feel like a lot of people are prisoner of the moment right now, like casual NBA fans. Like um, me? <laughs> no, not like you all. You're more than casual. I'm saying, like, you know, it, it's hard to go against Giannis. Like, I, I don't have any problem. I mean, I think I'd be happy with either one of them. But – I just think the biggest factor for me is shooting. It, it, I'm sorry. It's a shooter's – listen, I'm sorry. It's a shooter's game. In like, or in the paint, Giannis is unbelievable. But AD is no joke either. Like, AD has got a package. Okay? Playmaking, sure. Okay, yeah, you can say Giannis. I'll give that to you. But, you know, AD can stretch the floor, I think, a little bit better just because he can shoot defending okay yeah you can say Giannis, but he's 88 no slouch either like he, he was in the running for defensive player of the year too like he didn't win it but it's very hard to argue it's just who you like better i like ad better is he better i don't know but for me i i just like his game style better and i'm gonna go with ad but i, I don't know that's just you know why I like it's, it's tough i don't i don't i, can't I, like, I know why you like him he's just loyal he's a good guy he did all like that i just him. like I've never met Anthony Davis. I don't know the person that he is. I don't know the person that Giannis is. But what I see through yeah. the behind, like through the screen, is that Giannis is like I like the person that Giannis is, and yeah. that's why, like again, a big reason why I would take him. Why well, like, agree with you? Not Anthony Davis' fault that he me. keeps getting injuries, but they Luka, annoy me though. He gets like, oh, injured all yeah, the time, me. man. I can't well, like I. He, he, he probably help. feels. I agree with you. Like, what good he probably you feels terrible. Like, he hates like when he pulls his groin. Like, the size that he is, the way that he plays. Of course, like injuries are gonna happen. Like, and again, it's not his fault that he keeps getting injured. But Giannis uh, hyperextended his knee, 
and played game one of the NBA Finals. He took two no. games off. No. Luca, he oh. dropped 50 in game six. He dropped 50. I'm just going to point. I'm not, I'm not being a Oh, hater. because he, he had also, the ball the whole time? No, no, no. He dropped 50. And, and good for him. This is for him. He's got like 19 free throws, man. Like, Jesus Christ. And, he tur- and you know what? <laughs> Turned into Steph Curry, like he was banging yeah, well, all the free throws. Good for him. Nineteen free throws. Yeah, good for he him. No, deserves for to him. shoot fifty. Exactly. You know, good for him. I mean, he got. He got seven, I mean, even if he got half of them. <laughs> Especially the like Yeah, I love when the free gets counted while he was like See the guy with the cash times with the cash with the yeah. bills. He's like, yeah, like, Whoa, dude. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That was yeah. no good for him. I mean, he, he hit down the free throws. He had nineteen free throws, though. So it's like. Mm-hmm. It's still, it's still would have, even if he didn't have any free throws at all, I mean, 30-plus points, I mean, come on. Giannis. It's unbelievable. Giannis. Giannis, Giannis Antetokounmpo, good Giannis. for him. NBA yeah. champion. Uh, Bradshaw for long. He's Toronto. Loving this. Sorry, guys. He's not coming to Toronto. If everybody thought he was, it's it's over. Dream's no. over. Dream's over. No, but yeah. he did say he's not going to leave Milwaukee until he wins a championship. That's oh, checked yeah. so off now, the now list. he's just going to get up and dip? Absolutely. Stir the rumors. Stir the rumors. After his max Stop deal. It. Toronto on this wave. Masai still with us, but I doubt it. Luca, we went long today. That was a big hockey debate. That's why. Yeah, I know. We, we kind big of hockey debate. I but I'm pretty sure those Leaf fans are going to love it. The Leaf fans and, yeah. and the Boston fans, the, the little ones that we have uh, listening to this show. So you can listen to the L2 Sports Podcast on five different platforms. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pocket Cast, Breaker, and Google Podcasts. Also, I want to touch on and say thank you to all the fans who listen uh, to me, uh, Luca, and I on this podcast uh, talk about sports. Like, we love doing this. This is what we want to do for the rest of our lives. We love sports. We love talking about them. Uh, we're over 1K, 1,000 listeners uh, for our podcast, Luca. We started back uh, with the Luca and Luca show back in school, and we've still been doing it uh, every single week for you guys. So, thank you very much for, for listening. And uh, any feedback you guys want to give us, we'll love to hear it. And yeah, so for Luca Moy, I'm Lucas Fratelli. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you guys next week.